What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments when we get into the stat of the week later in the show. And if you can see the overlay of the show right now, you can see that Tom Brady is showing up on the stat of the week segment. But we won't be talking about Buccaneers football. We will be talking about Cowboys football when that segment rolls around. But before we do any of that, though, let's get into the Mr. Mike McCarthy news. Because we were wondering about this during the week. That's been the number one question in my mind. Mike McCarthy is going to call the place. That's okay. But how does that look like? Is he calling plays from his West Coast offense? Is he taking over Kellen Moore's playbook? Or are the Cowboys bringing in a different kind of offensive coordinator, maybe someone with fresh ideas, different to those from McCarthy, different to those from uh, Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore, blah, blah, blah. I was wondering about that. And it turns out that we already have an answer. Jerry Jones confirmed today in the Senior Bowl that it is going to be McCarthy calling the plays and the Cowboys are going to be running a version of the offenses that he ran when he was in Green Bay commanding the Green Bay Packers. So at least we know that already. My question from me to you is, rate your confidence level from 1 to 10 on McCarthy's offense taking over Dallas. Essentially, the West Coast offense. A modernized version of the West Coast offense. However, at the same time, the purest version of the West Coast offense that you could find maybe in modern football, if that makes sense. Craig says, why would we run Kellen Moore's offense, says Craig. Well, the idea when, when these whole things started and when we didn't know if Mike McCarthy was going to call the plays or not for sure or what the plan was really moving forward when we didn't have even the slightest idea of who, who was going to take over as offensive coordinator, the idea of sticking with Kellen's language at least and his playbook, not necessarily his playbook, but like his language and all of that, was making life easier for the players and the quarterback, especially in what's essentially an all-in year for Mike McCarthy. Because now you're changing systems, you're changing the language of the offense, and you're going to put a lot on the plates of the players and Dak Prescott. And that is okay. They, I mean, they're grown men. It will be an interesting experience for Dak, for sure. But still, that was a possibility. Like, before we knew what the plan was, we had to talk about all the possibilities. That was the idea behind that. So from 1 to 10, how confident are you on Mike McCarthy's offense taking over Dallas? Bruce goes with 8. Toxic Tom says, with Jerry having inputs on game plans, 3. 
And I will tell you something. I, I, I do understand the whole idea about Jerry Jones being involved in a lot of decisions. I really don't think that he gets involved on game planning. <laughs> he, he really doesn't have that knowledge at all. And I think that even though he does affect personnel decisions, maybe like, you know, the Ezekiel Elliott thing, I don't think that he does affect the game plans. Not going to lie. Gregory says 9.3. Nicholas goes with 4. Rodgers publicly stated that he checked out of McCarthy's play calls a lot. And I will provide context to that. The West Coast offense that McCarthy runs allows that. It gives the quarterback a lot of power at the line of scrimmage. And yeah, sure enough, you know, there was a lot of drama in Green Bay in those days. But also, I think that it gets overblown, that storyline. I don't think that this was, you know, Aaron Rodgers taking out his helmet and grabbing the radio system and tearing it out of the helmet and tossing it on the ground before running into the field. Even if he checked out a lot of McCarthy's play calls a lot, that also had to do with the power that his offense gave him. To give you an idea, the Packers were one of the quote-unquote, pioneers when it came to RPOs in the NFL. Not in college, obviously. Not, not in high school or anything like that. But they were one of the first teams to start using those. Especially because they wanted to give more power to the quarterbacks. Five, he should have kept L, uh, Kellens and changed it to Samuel. 12.5 says Joey Bella. Alex Sanchez goes with zero. Peter Rizzo, 7.5. Luis goes with zero if we still got Dak. Nine for Roderick. Craig goes with 10. Robert, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. He says, you are a cool man. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyways, I will go with seven. I will go with seven because I, I, I do think that, hey, McCarthy knows what he is doing. We've seen him do it for a long time. And those offenses that had wild success when he was over in Green Bay were not a coincidence. And it was certainly not just the fact that he had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback for obvious reasons that helps. But the idea that it just happened because of Rodgers is also wrong, in my opinion. So I will go with seven. I'm still not entirely convinced that I am expecting an upgrade, like a significant up upgrade over what Kellen Moore provided for this team and that is the thing the thing is that the bar is high the Cowboys had a top 10 offense over the last few years and the reason you're making the change is to succeed especially in playoff games and when the benchmark is the divisional round then the, the benchmark is quite high and that's the part that I worry about however I do think that McCarthy can, can call a productive offense i'm not entirely a fan also of the all-in process right now and changing offenses in an all-in process especially because mccarthy does not come from the same type of offense that kellen moore and vice versa so this means that mccarthy is going to be running a team in all-in mode do or die mode as the head coach of the team and in the hot seat and he's going to be in year one of his offensive system We'll see how much help he gets personal-wise. And we talked last night about how the Cowboys were likely going to e either restructure Prescott's contract or extend Prescott's contract. Because if you're going all in, 
then that's it. You're going all in. You're not half-assing it. At least you shouldn't half-ass it. So leaving Prescott's contract untouched doesn't make a whole lot of sense because of that. And it just, it all feels so urgent for everybody involved. But I will go with a seven because I think that the Cowboys are still a relatively talented team. They need more wide receivers. They need to help at offensive line as well, in my opinion. They need to figure out what the heck is going to happen at running back. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with seven though. Because I do feel some level of confidence. Toxic Tom says, if you build the roster the same tired way, then this is a waste of time. And I agree, man. I agree. That's why we touched on some of the potential restructures last night that could open you significant cap space to get some, you know, uh, big name free agents. At least once, right? One, right? Let's see here. Dak will be here at least four more years is Alex Sanchez. And that's something that I tend to agree with, if not more. John Medina, regarding the confidence level, says, I'm going to say five because we still got Prescott. And you got to remember, you have a guy named Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, which is the, the exact, you know, quote that, I, that, hey, a lot of people are throwing that fact out. And it is fair. You know, prime Aaron Rodgers, definitely one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in recent memory. And in NFL history overall, maybe. So I'm not I'm not gonna enter that, you know, debate from a career standpoint, but I'm not going to lie. Acting like, hey, Dak sucks is definitely inaccurate. Because Dak Prescott is he still is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, even after what happened in San Francisco in the divisional round. I do wonder how Dak is going to look like in the in the West Coast offense. You need a lot of accuracy and you need a lot of solid decision making slash processing. And I think that Dak has great processing. Let's say that he has good accuracy. I don't think that he's got the super great arm power, arm strength, whatever you want to call it. And I think that sometimes the decision-making is inconsistent as we saw this season. Because even his interceptions, as I have said before on the show, most of them are not really that he's misreading the defense. I would say that most of them are like he gets locked on into the number one target and he forces the football there or he aims for the deep shot when it is clearly not there. That kind of stuff. Dwayne Brown says, Dak will bounce back this season. And when you look at it from a season point of view and you look at the efficiency numbers then he doesn't even really like need to bounce back he needs to cut down on the turnovers i will give you that and he needs to be more consistent but like the guy ended as one of the best quarterbacks in epa per play cpoe all of those advanced metrics so we'll see what the cowboys do regarding those contracts and everything but for now we know that they're going to be operating under Mike McCarthy's West Coast offense and that he will be calling the plays. We also know, moving forward a little bit here on the show, that they are hiring Mike Solari as the offensive line coach. Fun fact, he was on Tom Landry's coaching staff from 1987 to 1988. He was there as both an offensive line coach assistant 
offensive line coach. And he was also there as the special teams coach. Under Tom Landry, that is crazy. Of course, that is not prime coach Landry's years, but still, interesting fact for you. He also is kind of a McCarty guy. And more than that, he is somebody that suggests who the Cowboys will bring in as offensive coordinator. And we've talked about this a while now. We've talked about this possibility. He was maybe the number one name that popped into our heads when the Cowboys moved on from Kellen Moore. Some people will not like this, but Mike Solari, who is being brought in as offensive line coach, has a lot of ties with Brian Scottenheimer. They were together in Seattle from 2018 to 2021. And some argue that, that those were the best years for Shoddy's offense over there with the Seahawks, with Mike Solari as the offensive line coach. And a lot of people, people's first reaction regarding Solari is, you know what? Those offensive lines sucked. To be fair, I will say, I thought that was more personnel more than anything else. Because if you look at 2017 to 2018, for example, you do see improvements in the Seahawks offensive line. So credit to Mike Solari there. And I, I, I don't really kind of have a full take on Solari coming o- uh, taking over as the offensive line coach. But I do think it essentially means that Schottenheimer is the number one candidate for the Cowboys offensive coordinator job. Immediately becomes the number one candidate because they've worked together. They're both McCarthy guys. McCarthy had a couple of years with Solari over in the Kansas City Chiefs staff. And we know that McCarthy puts a lot of weight on who who he hires as his offensive line coach. He's huge on pass protection. Like he's a huge believer in all of that. What there is no doubt about it, there's no doubt about, is that this is a Mike McCarthy staff. From top to bottom, offensively at least, we were wondering if the decisions were being made from a front office point of view or if it was Mike McCarthy calling the shots. I think that bringing in Solari and especially if that hire ends up happening at offensive coordinator, the one that we are expecting, it is pretty clear that this is McCarthy's staff on offense. And some people will like that. Some people will like the head coach taking over and not abiding by what the front office says. However, there are some concerns. Uh, Craig says, do you think that they are bringing Brian in? I think that he's the most likely candidate right now. I think that I would be greatly surprised if it happened otherwise. And you look at the numbers, though, from Brian in his years as offensive coordinator. And you can see in the screen their rankings. This was by J.A. Duvin5 over at Twitter. His offenses are quite average. Look at the rankings that you see on the screen. DB08, he has like what? He has, uh, you know... Three years worth of top 10 DBOA rankings. But you also see a lot of average on that table that you're seeing on the screen right now. 
2019, 16th in EPA per play. 2020, they were 8th, which is a surprise. 2018, they were 9th. And then from 2014 to 2011, they were bottom 12th. Bottom 12 teams uh, in EPA per play. And mostly the same for DBOA. So kind of a lot of mixed results in that aspect for the presumed future offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Definitely not confirmed. Not a sure thing. But he is in the building. He is a Mike McCarthy guy. McCarthy already brought in Solari, who, you know, his best years, Ryan's best years in Seattle happened with Solari as the offensive line coach. So it just seems like this is a matter of time, honestly. I would I would put a lot of money into him taking over as the offensive coordinator. Toxic Tom says, one thing that shot his team did a lot of well running the football. And, you know, Solari is a guy that will likely focus on zone runs. Inside zone, maybe some outside zone as well. But I don't think that you will see a lot of pulling linemen, for example. I mean, that's a changeup. I was looking at some some tweets on, on that topic from like 2018. And I think that that's what Solari brings to the table. He could establish that and that fits maybe Shadi's philosophy. And if you got, hey, two, two toxics point. Two toxics point. If the offensive coordinator kind of specializes in the run game and the same for the offensive line coach, and then McCarthy has like a West Coast kind of approach to the passing game. Who knows? At the end of the day, though, this comes down to McCarthy for me. Uh, Brian is not going to move the needle for me. Solari is not going to move the needle for me. It will come down to the job that Mike McCarthy does as the offensive architect of this team. Because that will be his role. And also... In a, you know, similar note or, or related note, McCarthy is going to have a challenge balancing the responsibilities of a game day. Because we've talked about this before. McCarthy is not the best game manager of all. When he gave up play calling in Green Bay, he didn't do so because of play calling issues. He did so because of game management issues. So if he's gonna is he gonna delegate that this year? And how will it affect the entire offseason process if he's suddenly not tasked only with running the chip and steering the wheel overall of the organization, but also coming up with an offense and you know going back to the drawing board and drawing up stuff. Huge, stressing, stressful year for Mike, man. It's going to be a... I don't think 2023 is going to be a year that he looks back on fondly when it is all said and done. Wrong game like 2016, says Joey Bella. Samuel says the key is for the running back not being washed. Rest helpful, says Samuel. Guru says, was Kellen and Philbin not on the same page with the run game or were both off the same page, says Guru. Listen, we're already hearing some rumors here and there. Albert Breer talked about it. 
Recently, people have talked about it, about Mike and Kellen not being on the same page as well. I said this earlier in the week. Those kind of stories always kind of like float around when one of the coaches is gone and the other one stays. Or in the Packers case, when the quarterback stayed and the head coach left. What, the, what did the conversation become? Oh, yeah, they these two did not get along. That kind of stuff. Uh, winning fixes everything at the end of the day. Saw the same situation with Doc Peterson and Carson Wentz over in Philadelphia as well. Here's what I will say, though. Uh, to me, Todd Arker provided the necessary insight on 105.3 The Fan when he said that Joe Philbin was one of the highest paid offensive line coaches in the NFL. And he said that McCarthy had hinted at the possibility of those moves being more economical than anything else. And if you were around for last year's offseason, you don't even second guess that. Like, this is the way that the front, the front office makes a lot of their decisions. I do think that Solari is a good offensive line coach. I don't think that that will be a weakness of this team moving forward. But it will be different. And hopefully they make it work from an offensive architecture structure. A lot of decisions left to be made, though, on offensive line moving forward. Anyways, those are some of the thoughts in the coaching world. I think those are some of the questions that the Cowboys answered earlier uh, today. And also, they dropped some other like nuggets here and there. Uh, Jerry Jones said not only that they want to keep sick, that is not a surprise, but hear me out. Jerry Jones said that uh, he didn't notice he didn't notice that Ezekiel Elliott had a drop off in 2022. Okay then. I'm okay with them trying to keep sick. Like, if you figure out a way in which number 21 takes a pay cut, he wants to stay, he wants to stay, he wants to help this team win. I'm okay with all of that. But um, how, how do you say that? How do you, as the Cowboys owner, who supposedly watches the games, tells the media that he didn't notice a drop-off in Ezekiel Elliott's play? That's that's messed up. They also talked about a Dak Prescott extension. Jerry Jones did not rule out that possibility and said so. As we discussed last night in depth, I kind of think that is coming. I would bet that a Dak Prescott extension is happening this offseason. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier on the show. This is an all-in approach by the Cowboys. And if you're going to go all-in, you better open up some cap space. And the best way and easiest way to go about that might be extending Dak. So that is why that could happen. He also said that the Cowboys are trying to start over at kicker. Some people are interpreting that as, oh, the Cowboys are fully moving on from Brett Maher. I don't know if Brett Maher would have a chance at competing for the job, though, in the offseason. We'll find out. But yeah, the Cowboys are not content at a kicker and for good reason. And then there was the, and this was not necessarily Jerry Jones talking about it, but just like a quick catch up for you guys. Jaron Kears, according to Todd Arker, is looking at surgery on his right shoulder on Thursday. 
he suffered that injury on Thanksgiving and played through it to close out the season. Michael Gallup is also on the surgery list. Malik Hooker, Luke Gifford, and Tyron Smith. These five players are getting surgeries this offseason. Doesn't sound like any of those are super serious. Maybe Tyron's. Tyron Smith is going to have knee surgery. That definitely raises an eyebrow. But overall, just your regular end-of-season news in which you kind of start hearing about the players that were significantly banked up before the, the season's end. What else do we have here on the show? Before I get into the questions and before we get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week, do me a favor and hit the like button, share the stream, but especially hit the like button. We are right now about 85 people between YouTube and Facebook. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up because every like puts the show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And it takes about one second to do. Toxic Tom says, Mo, are any other GMs just announcing their plans to the public in any sport? Says Toxic Tom. Maybe not as, maybe not as uh, emphatically as Jerry Jones does. But I will tell you something. There are some, there are certainly a lot of teams that are giving you these type of details. And I don't hate it. Like, I don't think that the Cowboys saying that, oh, yeah, they're trying to figure out a way to keep Zeke or that a Dak Prescott extension is on the table. I don't think that really impacts the way that opposing NFL teams look at you. And, and I even thought about this when the tweet came out with the Mike McCarthy news on him calling the plays and him running the West Coast offense. That thought popped into my head. Like I was, why would you say that already? But then again, like... People in the NFL are going to know. They are going to know what's going down in Dallas and every other NFL team. So I don't I don't really uh, mind that. All right, here. Let's see some of your comments. Uh, Tyron Smith. Did I say Tyler? Because I'm seeing some confusion in the chat. Tyron Smith is the one getting... Uh, Tyron is the one getting knee surgery. Shout out to Lost in Translation. Thank you for joining the show. Guru, could we ask could we ask Tyron Smith to take a D-Law type of cut and keep him at left tackle in 2023? That would be interesting. That would be interesting because the Cowboys could use him. Anyways, before we get out of here, it is time for the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. And as you can see, it has to do with Tom Brady, but it's not a necessarily a Tom Brady stat. He retired on Tuesday on Wednesday, this time for good. He retired today with a video. So without any further ado, let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. And yes, sir, Tom Brady, this time is retiring for good. I believe him, not going to lie. I don't think this is going to be a similar situation to the one that we witnessed last year. Now, I'm not necessarily celebrating Tom Brady's career with this segment. That is not the intention. Even though I will say, I believe he is the GOAT. 
I believe he is the greatest of all time in the NFL. I think he was great. He was one of my favorite players growing up and watching this sport. I know that he was the villain for a long time. But that being said, the Freeman Mazda stat of the week is not about Brady's career. It's about Brady's retirement party. You know what I'm talking about. When the Cowboys faced Tom Brady in the playoffs this year, they entered 0-7 against number 12. But on that game, they dominated him. And while we will have many Tom Brady memories for the rest of our lives, I think this one will be one of our favorites. The Cowboys got a payback, and they got in a huge way. And that is the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. 24 pressures against Tom Brady in that game. In that game alone, Micah Parsons himself had eight. <laughs> Dante Fowler had four. He had two other players with three pressures each. Four QB hits, including two sacks. Tom Brady threw three turnover-worthy passes. And he had the worst passing grade of his 2022 season against the Cowboys in the playoffs. So, hey, he, he got us good during his career. He went 7-0 against Dallas, looked unbeatable against the Cowboys. No one could bring him down if you were wearing the star until the last playoff game of his career. Garen Kears even got to brag about picking his last interception. He tweeted about it today. So respect Tom Brady. You know, he's the GOAT. I think that this time he's retiring for real. I don't think that he will come back. Announce it to the world around 7 a.m. today. And that is my Freeman Mazda stat of the week. 24 pressures, 53 completion rate. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, let me talk to you about our friends, though, over at FreemanMazda.net. They are bringing you prime time. They are bringing you the stat of the week. And you can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. You can check out their website as well for their wide selection of new and used vehicles. It is a family-owned business for over 65 years. And when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. And the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-5, CX-50 2.5 turbo all-wheel drive. And it starts at 38,000. Let me fire up the stat of the week here really quickly. Starts at $38,535. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive feature, Wi-Fi hotspot hands-free liftgate, a lane departure warning, and a miles per gallon capacity of 23 when you are in the city. That goes up to 29 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check it out. Let's see some of your comments here. <laughs> Cam says, wow, as a Cowboys fan and a football fan, y'all shouldn't respect Brady. He's disgraced. He's disgraced to football says Cam CO2. I'm assuming that has to do with like Deflategate and all of that. This is the one thing that I have to say about Deflategate. ESPN literally had to apologize to Tom Brady because they realized, you know what? 
we messed this one up. Deflategate isn't what the media told you that it was. And even Spygate, like people make a huge deal out of Spygate. And I, I won't defend what happened in Spygate, but like when the coach that was affected by that scandal tells you that it wasn't a big deal, then why should we make a big deal out of it? I would adjust that comment and I would say, if you are a football fan, you should respect Tom Brady because he's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. I consider myself lucky to have seen him, not going to lie. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. This is toxic, Tom. <laughs> That's a good one for sure. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you all tomorrow night. Same time, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you for joining me tonight. Tomorrow will be the last primetime show of the week. I hope that you guys enjoy your Wednesday night, and I will see you tomorrow. Let's see if we get some more Cowboys news. Maybe tomorrow we learn who the new offensive coordinator is for sure. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. Put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans for me. And remember that you can check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Nos vemos. Adios. Bye-bye.